So the way we're going to grow this this podcast is by asking you guys to just share with one person who you think could find this valuable. So whether they want to be a creator, whether they're interested in this type of thing, they want to learn chat GPT. But Plenty of room. Yeah, if, if you think this could bring value to anyone, share with someone. And if you're not sharing it with anyone, then let us know because then we're not bringing value. And in that case, we got to fix that. So I think we bring a little value. I, I think this is some of the better content that we each individually put out. Yeah. Oh, Mike. It's a big content. <laughs> I mean, you come in with a monster and, and you're telling me I'm hungover. There's levels. Did to... you did you see the video I made of me introing big content? No. Okay. This is this is actually showing welcome bike. This time. is a good starting point to this episode, actually, like right off the rip. Okay. So, like, every episode, I start doing that, right? And yeah. I think I've got progressively, like, louder and more annoying with it. Mm-hmm. Every time I do it, your facial reactions are hilarious. I don't know if you notice this, but you're either, like, oh, my God, or you just crack up. It's, like, one of the two. They're always, like, priceless. I'm a big fan. So, the other day, I took, like, two hours and downloaded all the all the big content clips, all the big content episodes, and I just ripped, like, the first four seconds of each one. I made a montage of it. Of Where the, is it? On Twitter. And this is the best part about it. Yeah, like, no one, it got, like, two likes. I, I, w- I edited it. It took me hours to make this That's video. That's the best. That's the best. <laughs> I, there was nothing that made me happier than making that fucking video. Cracking up the entire time. Posting it. Like, I don't know if anyone's going to think this is funny. I think it's hilarious. Posted it. Yeah, and, like, two likes. Yeah. Now, I'm, you're, you're feeded. I, I'm turning on your, your noties. Because I don't want to admit, you have good tweets. I mean, your tweets are terrible, but you don't tweet too much. No, I very rarely tweet. Which, which I like. What made this a big day? You were just hyped up? I was just excited this morning that we were filming, yeah. Um, Sometimes I just do that, tag random people. It's like a huge fucking day for no reason. <laughs> well, I thought it was because we were celebrating Passover. Oh, I see the video. All right, I'll watch some of this stuff later. Yeah. But yeah, it just like... So you're it, not celebrating Passover, to be clear? Dude, no, I made... I Have I told the story to you uh-huh. about... Being Catholic, I told this on a podcast the other day. I got baptized, made confirmation and communion on the same day when I was like 16 to play on my church basketball team with my friends. <laughs> in the same day, I dropped like 18 that night. It was a huge game for me. Wait, are you good at basketball? I was There's good. No I was way. good. No, 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 I was good when I was younger. I don't see it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> see it with you. I, nah, I see it more nah, with me than it, you. You see it. The fluidity <laughs> and see, the way I move. You got to be like the goofiest white guy I've ever seen. Until maybe you step on you know a field or a court. You know what I said? I was no, walk- I'm an athlete. I was walking around New York City on Saturday, not drinking, but uh, just observing. And I was like, God, all white people are just the fucking, they all look the same. So goofy. They just behave the same. <laughs> they just behave the same. Like everyone's at the same Mexican restaurant drinking tequila and, and margaritas. And it's just like, you're probably having the same conversation and... You're all the same, and then and like I'm part you, of that. You're, group. Get, you're starting to get into existential. Existential Jack is here. Oh, it's I've not been, a good bag. To I've go been down. there. I asked Chat GPT what the meaning of life was today. Solid answers. What was it? No, it gave me six options. <laughs> <laughs> From there, your life is now going by one of those options. Well, that was the one topic I was bringing today. It was I had like a fucking moment with Chat GPT this morning. So first. Because I'm a man of the people, I'm going to offer it out to the audience. Chat GPT creator, so much opportunity. And if no one does it, I think I'm going to do it. 
Example, using ChatGPT to pick who wins March Madness, using ChatGPT to pick who wins the Masters, using ChatGPT, you know, to see who wins the NBA playoffs. That tool is fucking insane. You and see it, the video I made on it? On my, you probably didn't see it. it was on my Twitter. I made a video, like a 10-minute video for no fucking reason. I just wanted to make it. I was like, here's three ways that we're using it, ChatGPT, yeah. in my business. Oh, right you're now. using it. What I, are the three ways? Condense the 10 minutes into Okay, 30 so seconds. the first one is for a TikTok grid trivia, putting in the two teams, then tells us like... Every, it does it? No, it does. The video is basically being like, this is ways we're trying to implement it. The right. technology's not up to speed. <laughs> Text <yet>. shit. <laughs> this is ways that it's terrible, but will be really no, good that, in two No, that's years. part of the... Yeah. So that's one of them. I think we actually talked about this in last week's episode on TubeBuddy. There's like the thing that pulls YouTube analytics and tells mm -hmm. you the most highly engaged clips within your YouTube yep. videos. Like that's AI. And the second one was we asked our audience to fill out a survey for us, what products or services they want us to build out for them. And we put out a Google form and we had like 200 to 215 people submit yeah. like long form content about like what they want us to build for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just copied and pasted some of their answers into chat GPT. And I was like, give me the most common answers or like, give me high quality products that we can uh, serve to our dynasty fantasy football audience or whatever. And they spit back like five or 10 of the yeah. most common answers. And I was like, these are spot on. These yeah. Are really good. I tried doing similar stuff today. It, the tool is fucking incredible and it's only going to get insane. If you're not using it, you have to use it. Like it's, you got to learn. It's basically like, yeah. Anytime you find yourself asking like, Hmm, where do I find this or how do I do this? Like it, it Chat created a, is going to it created a shoulder workout for me this morning. Like that's why I look bigger than Rudman. And then it found me an accompanying playlist on Spotify that I could listen to that would get me in that state of mind. So use ChatGPT however you want to use it to fuck around, to use it for business. Being good at Google isn't really a skill that's recommended these days. I actually think I'm a good Googler. And after watching my brother Google yesterday, like I know I am better at Googling than him. You ever feel like you just, you take advantage of the things that you're like good at that you don't think other people are bad at? Yeah. Like something like that happens and you're yeah. like, man, how do these people like really get by in life without being, knowing how to Google things? It's crazy. Yeah. But like we got our thumbnail for a video. He was trying to figure out how to compress it. And just like the shit he was typing in, I didn't step in. I was like, just observing. This is, this is good. This I is found great. it on one Google search. The first thing I knew exactly where to go. And I think being able to use AI and chat GPT. Same energy. Will yeah. completely different like levels to it. And I think people's jobs will be getting good at using chat GPT. Like no one's job is really like be good at Google. Well, I mean, it compresses. It just speeds up the timeline of in the same way that COVID sped up the timeline for a lot of businesses in the way that they should be operating, but didn't have to because like society didn't force them to, yeah. you know, working remotely or like having delivery, being on the delivery apps, or whatever. It's like mm -hmm. that was all going to happen in a matter of time for restaurants I'm referring to. This is the same way with like creators like us. It's like it's commoditizing all the stats and the work and the numbers and yeah. all that shit. And that was always going to happen eventually, but this just sped up the process for us. So yeah. that's why it's more important than ever now to be building out your personal brand and getting your face out there and getting people to recognize your personality and fall in love with who you are and your story. And make sure you use chat GPT now while it's dumb. So you can still shit on it and be like, 100%. fucking idiot can't find something from 2020. Like it's only got 2021 and on because once this thing is queued up, it's game it's, over. It's over it's for you hoes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was actually kind of funny. It was something I wanted to bring up. I was at a comedy show last week and a guy was doing a a bit about how he was a millennial and he's like man we're going to be known as the generation that had eight million different opportunities to be a millionaire but just never capitalized <laughs> on it and i was thinking about he was like yeah you know when the internet started just make a dot-com uh website you know when youtube came out just make a fucking channel when chat gpt drops just learn how to use it like 
He's like, all of these opportunities, every two years, you get an opportunity to be like a bajillionaire. Yeah. Just taking advantage of the opportunities. Is and it I, a bajillionaire or is it a millionaire? Because that is what I think depends. Works. If you're going to build a platform for the thing, bajillionaire. But, but that's not the opportunity. Because no. no one listening he said million. This. He said millionaire. But that's, that's what we're talking about in general with creators now. Mm-hmm. It's like the new creator economy isn't Mr. Beast and building eight businesses. It's... Mm-hmm creating content around any niche and then creating a product for them and creating a sustaining job. And ChatGPT is going to help you do that. And I think it's just important to focus on because the well, opportunity is there. The opportunity is so ripe. And you think back, the way he said it, he lined it up and it was like all these opportunities came within a couple of years of each other, like NFTs two years ago. Yeah. Like it's all these things lining up. And prior to probably the internet, once every 40 years, something right, like that came right. around. And now it's every four years. And then it's every two years. And it's every year. It's a VR and then AR. And then yeah. all these things are going to happen so rapidly and it begs the question like you really wanted to operate from a place of creating but didn't really understand your passion these are things you could for sure make money off of teaching people how to learn these tips Mm -hmm. and tricks and tools and then if you figure out your passion along the path of creating this stuff then you kind of workflow that into it. I don't know. It just it just made me think because he was like making fun of himself and he was like, start a YouTube channel. And I was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> let's go. But he named these opportunities and I was like, yeah, they happen so frequently now that. Nowadays, yeah. Oh, I had a question to ask you. Do you release all your YouTube videos as premieres? No, we did the first one as a premiere. You did another one after that I too. think we might have done a second one as a premiere. Our goal is to get to a point where we've got enough interest in the YouTube and the Discord that we would do like a watch along for the premiere, and we would love it to be a timely thing. We realize very quickly we're not at that point where people are like dying to see the next video, but as you think about long-form content evolving, you sit down on the couch and watch, you know, there's you can watch VOD, Game of Thrones, and all this stuff, and I don't know if our YouTube channel is quite on the level of Game of Thrones, but... <laughs> Getting people to think about a a specific time and caring about when it drops. Sports are really the only thing that does that nowadays. So if you can get people to a place where they care about the timeliness of content, I think that's powerful. So, yeah, just another thing we'd want to involve our community in and and why we we did it that way. Yeah, I saw it and I I was curious why. If you guys were just like experimenting, like does this work better? And we've done premieres before, but I found that it's similar to on demand where live streams live streams don't typically play great in the YouTube algorithm. Mm-hmm. Premieres also don't play great in the YouTube al- yeah. algorithm. In my opinion, I've said it before, but I, th- I think that stuff is more lifestyle content where it's more building with your audience. Premieres and live streams are not like, let's get more people into our audience. Let's get more fans. Let's get more subscribers. It's like, let's have fun with the people that we already have subscribed to us yeah. and are excited for the on-demand type yep. thing. That's why I was like, yeah, I didn't know if you, you know, if you were fucking around or not, but most of those videos, if you want them to hit, I feel like are better off going just as edited yeah. upload videos. Yep. Did we talk since we reconfigured our YouTube strategy? I don't think so. No. So we talked to, so Throne is a YouTuber on Madden. His brother. You're on a last name basis with Game of Thrones. <laughs> His brother started a channel, basketball channel, Four videos from scratch, quarter million, quarter million, 20,000 something. Jeez. Yeah, just gets YouTube. So we talked to him and, you know, borrowed his time, uh, which I was very appreciative of. And, you know, I had discussed with you, do we want to attack through the anything we put on this channel is Snapback Sports or do we want to segment it? And he gave us pretty strong advice that was why we created a gaming channel and a Reacts channel and the Snapback Sports channel will just be 
one thing for the foreseeable future. All of them are going to be combined? No. We've now separated them. Originally, we were going to do a video on Thursday that was vlog style, a video on Thursday night that was video game, Mm -hmm. you know. And so we want to now build, like, this ecosystem of YouTube where Snapback Sports can be in different places. And it makes sense. If you like React's content, you'll subscribe to React's. And the way the YouTube algorithm is going to work, it'll filter us in one direction, like, if you like Reacts, it'll suggest the vlog stuff. But people might not like the vlog stuff. They might only like the React stuff. So, yeah, we made that change. I'm curious your thoughts because you, you only do one channel for the most part. Yeah, we have, we have one channel. I think the right way to do it in today's social atmosphere is definitely splitting it up. Yeah. I almost think, like, we Would have... Would you ever do that? We never did it. Uh, but you still could. We still could. Like, basically... Is there any have, reason you wouldn't? We have three pillars right now that are basically, like, redraft fantasy stuff, like Mm. season-long stuff, Dynasty, and then our vlogs, right? Right. Those are like the three types of content that we have. I would argue that we could go as niche as literally splitting up our two fantasy platforms into like Redraft and Dynasty. And I think people would suggest that. I think most people would too. I just feel like there's so much overlap between player analysis and Dynasty that I'm like, Mm. if you like fantasy and if you're watching at this point in time, you're probably just watching it anyways. The smart thing might be to go back to like the basics and start it up from scratch. But Mm. like, I just don't feel like fucking doing it, which is not good advice. But if if you're at a point where you don't have a lot going on and you want to do multiple segments of it, especially if you're starting from zero, you're starting from a thousand, whatever, we're like a hundred K now that I feel like it's kind of useless for us to split up at this point. But I I would definitely suggest going different avenues for each different topic. Well, we took that advice and I'm excited to to see how it plays out. But I think it makes more sense. Did he say anything about, is he someone with a huge following? Like how did did his videos go crazy right off the rip? He's really good at YouTube. He's helped manage channels, build channels. He's never really been like a creator per se, where Mm -hmm. he's like doing the content. Even this is like storytelling and stuff but just has an incredible understanding of, of the platform. I came across, I've been coming across so many TikToks about how like, you're still on that trash app. You can't get to the land. Yeah. I hate it. You can't (laughs) get to the land. What was it? You can't get to the land of cool without climbing cringe mountain. And it was basically Uh, saying how like anyone who wants to get to, you know, successful levels being a creator, like you got to go over this mountain. And once you're up there, everybody's making fun of you from down there. They're looking up at you and it kind of, it's on the other side of the mountain. Success. A lot of money, a bajillion dollars, land of cool, the land, land of, cool. of cool. Yeah, the top is just the top. But do right? people think I'm cool? Like I don't think so. No, but I I think when you're you. any <laughs> for sure not. But I think people respect success in yeah. any avenue. Yeah. Like even if you meet somebody and you're like they're kind of weird, if you know they've been successful in your mind, they trigger something different. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is. You know, I've never really like sat down and think about it. But anytime I meet someone who's like. Oh, even if it's like vanity social metrics, it was like, oh, he has 250,000 mm-hmm. subscribers on YouTube. I'm like, oh, there's something different about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Built fucking different. And I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I think everybody has to go through that painful part in the beginning of, you know, and you kind of decide your level of cringe. I, I feel like most of the content that I've put out, I've tried to stay away from it being cringy, but you'll always have some sort of level to it. And I was yeah. thinking about... um working with this agency that's making your thumbnails, right? Mm-hmm. I started working with them. Me and this, that, oh, I forget what his name is in yeah. Discord. Me and him have been talking one-on-one in DM to like get our stuff going. Cheating on me. You just can't handle this, <laughs> this type of fucking stuff we're talking about. But I, I was like, hey, what do you need from me in terms of, you know, facial expressions or what, yeah. whatever for thumbnail? And he sent over, he's like, this is our basic like template for what we ask people to send over. Yep. And it was this chart of about 50 different emotions yeah. that you need to send over like a picture or a video of. Is that what you did? No, no. We sent like four. 
Okay, hold I, on. I didn't even get that chart. Let me um, show, let that's me really let me interesting, see. though. I'm interested to hear your thoughts, but I think I know where you're going. We told them we want to cut down on the exasperated reactions and stuff. And yeah, I would love to get on more of just like a happy, fresh. I think you need these, but we don't need like the <gasps> shock factor on every video. It's like everything is not breaking news. Exactly. You know? so. um, he sent that over and I was like, brother, you, like, I'm going to kill myself, I think, before I send these facial expressions back to you. I'm like, I don't want, if you send me a thumbnail with half the of these emotions, the hysterical is the one I just looked at too. If you put a thumbnail with me, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm not paying you. you right, know what I mean? Right, like you're right. not getting money for your which work. They, which they are understanding of. 100%. And yeah. I said that. I'm like, I'm going to hate myself if I take these. Yeah. He's like, there's no way to do these and not have it be awkward. Don't yeah. worry, man. And I was but like, that, but that's not what you're focused on. I don't think. Like, I think you could suffer through doing Well, that's what I mean. I've but been a just... little bit more open. This year, more than me putting, I think the, the, me getting over, like even putting my face in thumbnails was something I didn't want to do because yeah. I didn't want to put like an exasperated face right, in right. any point. But I'm, Kind of getting over the fact that, like, kind of need to do some of these things for social media. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's, not, it's not, like, algorithm, algorithm. per se. But they're what just higher. It's not algorithm. It's higher quality. It's higher quality. I think the thumbnails are better if your face is out there. Agree. But it doesn't mean you have to go to the, the shocked face, which yeah, isn't fair, you. Fair. Right? Like, it could still utilize your face, and you could still get a good thumbnail without going to those levels if it's not being you. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. and, and I would encourage you to not... You know, yeah, that's like what <laughs> I mean. I've done cringe shit. There's no doubt about that. Hundred percent. I'm still on that side of the mountain. The cringe obviously. god. You haven't even got footing <laughs> going up the hill yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just for some reason I've been seeing more of that, and I feel like I kind of resonate with it the last six months or so. Putting myself out there a little bit more and being okay with being like, man, fuck it. Like I'm just gonna be kind of annoying and cringy and whatever. <laughs> cringy in my own in my own yeah. you know in my own way. Like, I guess it might like not by come wearing off a motivated T-shirt. Uh, yeah, like this is like I almost kind of considered this like cringy, but I'm like I fucking love Gary V. Right? Uh, these are like this is like oh, that's v Gary V. It's his V Friends merch. Oh, then yeah. people definitely find that cringy. But it's who you are. Hundred so. percent. Yeah. Cringe god over here. Yeah. You just said I was the cringe god. We're the god We're, goddess. Goddess. Yeah. Okay. We could we could rule Cringe Mountain together. <laughs> I think the takeaway there is don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Because people are going to try and make fun of you and, and you can only that. get up the mountain. Yeah, you can only get up the mountain by doing these things. But I wouldn't encourage you because of the algorithm. I mean, the tables have definitely swung here, but I wouldn't for the algorithm do stuff that isn't you. It's going to be impossible to make that shit last. I came across a TikTok where Bryce Hall was on a podcast and they were asking him about monetizing. And he was like, yeah, the thing I make by far the most money on was Snapchat, mm -hmm. the Snapchat stories. He's like, they're paying creators an insane amount of money. And I was like thinking about the last conversation we had and thinking how crazy it is. And just like, at what point does Snapchat be like, okay, that's not worth paying them a million dollars a year for them to just like continue doing the hysterical <laughs> thumbnail face over and over again in their story. And I was thinking like, man, if you're Bryce Hole, how is Snapchat like your main form of, how is Snapchat stories your main form of monetization? Like, there are so many things I feel like you could do with that type of audience and that type of pull. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I thought he would be do like, yeah, the answer? we make a lot of money doing that, but we just, what? Is yeah. it so much money that it's just, yeah. 
Yeah. So I did a video on the crystals and Snap Story monetization. So there's a bunch of different monetization on Snap. You have shows where it's like YouTube, three, four-minute show. They run an ad every 30 seconds. It's a 10, five-second, 10-second, unskippable. Our shit's gotten smoked recently. There's, like, way too much activity on the app. So that's dropped off. But that was a serious revenue driver for us. That's one. Then we have brand deals, and that's on our Snapback Sports account or Snapback University account. People pay for audience. Then they just added a beta program for creators. So I'm in that as well. Beta. You have to be a snap star for that. Champion alpha. Yeah, you have to be a beta like me or Bryce Hall. Mm-hmm. And I'm making anywhere from like 30 to 100 bucks a day in that. So Jeez. that ain't that much money. I, I've got 180,000 subscribers. Yeah, but at the end of the year... It's it's hundred dollars a day. It's only thirty grand. I mean, I think this is this is the point that we're getting yeah. to. Hundreds on the high end. I'm if I po- if I did post forty times a day, eighty times a day, I would post a day. Twenty, thirty snaps. That's a lot. These people are posting eighty to hundred. Yeah, no, times I know. A day. I just mean in general yeah. though. It would it would be a lot. But so let's say I'm making sixty bucks a day. It's twenty grand a year. Look, it's good money. So I have one hundred eighty thousand subscribers, and I get like anywhere from ten to twenty thousand views per story. Those guys are probably getting a million views a story and they're posting 80 to 100 times a day. I know for a fact, I've been told from the Snap team. I don't know Dobrik's numbers or Bryce Hall. I, I know. think he was saying like way above that. 10 million per fucking or some, something. Oh, 10 million yeah. views per story. Oh, I'm sure they are. But I know for a fact, I'm not going to say who it is, but one of the top level creators in that 10 grand a day they make from posting stories. 10 grand a day. Yeah, it's three. It's $3.65 million a year. So while well, I agree with you, Bryce Hall's platform, if he developed a product like Prime or like fucking Feastables, yeah, he's going to make way more money. He could make $20, 50000000 million from building a business. Yeah, but I don't blame him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Take into consideration he's posting absolute shit and running it dry until it runs dry. But in that time, yeah, it, it's game over. I mean, they're like I, I talked to another person who's at that level, and I was like, "So what are you doing?" And she's like, "Yeah, I just post literally everything." Yeah. And so the question is, will it run dry? Right? Because it's not a creator fund. The thing is, is ads are being sold in between the story. So hypothetically, as long as people are buying ads, that could continue. But well, I, I mean, it, but it I think the ad conversion's going to be terrible. That's what I mean. Yeah, like of course, like Nike might put ten million into it for right. the year or whatever, but they're going to look back at it and be like, "We made two million off of the ten million we put exactly. in." And eventually, that's going to be like exactly awful. Yep. How crazy is that? I had a damn. I should have put this in the Jet Chat GBT section. Um, this one dude made a thread about. He said, "Jet GBT can now browse the entire internet," which I feel like mine is not capable of doing that yet. But <laughs> but he basically like asked the chat gpt to analyze twitter's algorithm and tell me like how it works and how to boost posts and he went through he was like focus on likes then retweets then replies you got a bunch of data and they set up parameters and stuff like likes get a 30x boost on your post retweets get a 20x and reply gets 1x so replies are really not that powerful include visual media so images and videos are a 2x to the boost Mm -hmm. limit external links and he went through and had all these different like Things about, you know, 1.25 boost, 2x boost or whatever. Uh, but it's cool. It's like, I wonder, I don't want to get back into chat GPT. It was just something on my list. And I was like, that that's the kind of powerful shit it'll eventually have. And you'll be able to browse like every non-paywalled mm-hmm. part of the internet that it could like scrape its hands on. A lot of, a lot of the stuff is stuff that like, I don't know if everyone knows it, but I feel like I know and, and people talk about it, but 
I guess when you see it laid people out, like, people maybe like people, knowing for sure. People just exactly because like, exactly. it feels like they have control over right. now. It's like okay, now I'm going to actually consciously do put an image or a yeah. video in yeah. every one of my tweets because I know yeah. that it. Actually but if you is. post enough, you knew that. But now I, I know guess. that I'm out here making fucking hour long montages and getting two <laughs> likes on them. No, right? You video. should be like this if you like Jack's reaction. You get more views. Yeah, see that that crosses the line for me. Yeah, I like, can't tell people to like my Come tweet. On. Like they <laughs> cringeworthy. Don't do Shit. it. All right, I want to pitch you an idea that I had for internal. And now that no one's in the office, I could do it without them hearing. So. <laughs> One thing that I've found to be not difficult, there's so many parts of our business that I want to build up and I'm starting to kind of break them down as their own like intermediaries, their own like subsidiaries within our business. Every social platform is its own business. Mm -hmm. Every product we sell is its own business. So I broke down our business into like 15 or 16 different topics or sections. And they're all like, if you want to grow a certain aspect of your business or a platform or whatever, it has to be like a very focused, conscious effort to do so. Like we could continue putting out YouTube videos, but if we're not posting on TikTok two, three times a day, mm -hmm. we're not going to grow on there just from like the occasional one clip. The other thing too is, is for me, I've always been very like internally motivated. I've never needed a number, a metric, a revenue number, whatever to, to get up and like just get mm -hmm. after it and create whatever, right? But I've realized for a lot of other people, that's not the case. And I think, and not saying that they, you know, they're not motivated. Like they came here and worked for free for a while. So everyone out there is like extremely motivated to, to be part of this. But it gets to a point where everyone needs to feel progress. Whether you're like, you could be the most creative person on earth and it just, you know, it's just all free flowing out of you. You still need to feel like you're making progress in a sense. So I was thinking about ways to figure out what our North Stars are in each of those subsidiaries and make sure that we are actively pursuing how to progress within each one. And I was thinking like holding a weekly meeting, right? Like each, okay, so each, every two weeks is a new sprint, is a new focus for our company. And it could be a week, it could be a month. I haven't really, mm -hmm. you know, I just started to kind of think about this yesterday. If we pick our email list, I'm like, hey, over the next two weeks, our next sprint is the email list. On Friday, Friday, before, the Monday we'll start the sprint. On Friday, we're going to have a creative meeting. Everyone that works here is going to come in and pitch ideas on how to do it. And I was thinking about incentivizing people. I was thinking about literally going to the bank and getting out like 10K in cash and saying, whoever each Friday, every uh, two Fridays, whoever has my favorite idea will win $100 in cash or $200 in cash or whatever. We set the goal for what we want to hit. If our email list is at 25,000, by the end of two weeks, I want to be at 30,000. If we hit that goal, everybody in the office wins $100 or whoever came yeah. up with the idea yeah. or whatever that works the best gets a $100 incentive for it. I'm thinking like, okay, we have our email list. We have our SMS text list. We have YouTube subscribers, TikTok mm -hmm. followers, you know, Discord engagement, whatever metric you want to put it to and then add the creative variable to it, but incentivize them with a goal that we can reach and incentivize them with money for the creativeness, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, it's easy to get psyched up. But, you know, if Tony's here editing videos all day and Sexy's here editing videos all day and Chris is working on like building out the website or whatever, it doesn't leave a ton of room for you to like shift your mindset to being creative. It doesn't leave a, a ton of room for you to like get excited about everything else. Mm -hmm. I've gotten to a point where I think I need to incentivize people in a different way in order to bring out the best of the creativity in them. I do worry that like incentivizing them financially sends the wrong message a little bit. I do worry Does that, it? I don't know. I already pay them salaries. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of weird for me to do that. But I also think it, it could be like fun though. Like, I feel like it, sh it could be like, it becomes a competition between them. Like they mm -hmm. do want to step up and be, you know, they not only do they want the hundred dollars, the hundred dollars, not like a huge difference. It's mm -hmm. like, I want to fucking win this. I want to come up with the right. best idea. And then once we know what the sprint is, all eyes are on that, you know? And it's like, if we don't ever focus on one thing specifically and like go all in on it for any period of time, 
we're just kind of like letting things happen to us rather than going after yeah. it. Do you think you can accomplish that in a sprint? Because, for example, BD, uh, the, the bash, right? Like that is exactly what you're talking about. You needed to create structure, systems in place, brainstorm, and it took a lot of people a lot of time. Do you think that if you start doing things like this, it'll have you focusing on smaller things? Yeah, for but it's smaller things, but it could be in the Do bigger picture. So like, yeah. for instance, for the bash, I would be like, we need to launch the bash in two weeks. <laughs> it would be more like within the next two weeks, I want to have an email list of 250 interested people for the bash. Yeah. So that makes you think, okay, what are creative ways? But is that the only thing you'd be focusing on for those two weeks? No. I mean, we'd still be business as usual, but I just want to get as much juice. Is there just one extra thing per week? I just think being focused makes a really big difference. It does. Because you could look back at the end of the year and be like, man, we just did 25 sprints and Mm -hmm. we improved like exponentially our business. Cause right now, if you're not focusing on yeah. building your email list, like sure things can happen. And like, you might grow your email list from right. whatever you yeah, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2000 over the year. But if you yeah. have like two or three sprints throughout the year, you'll probably go 5,000, 10,000, mm-hmm. 15,000. And over the long span, over the long term, I think those things add up. I think it'll just bring a new energy and like coming in being like, we know what our goal is for today. We know what we want to hit. How do I get creative with building this email list? Well, building this list, it's like, okay, do I push within discord? Do we do a promo here? Do we do, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it gets us more, a little more focused. Yeah. I think that a good thought in theory, I would love to see it play out because we're working on so many different things. If you just focus on one thing, is that enough time? Is sprint the right messaging? I don't know. If the goal for the company is to grow the email list, but then you don't have a focused plan, you're like, how do we actually grow it? But then if we just spend two weeks on it and then it gets left. Well, that's by why the it's wayside, like Friday, you know that the meeting comes. All right, let's say you go from twenty five hundred to five thousand. Are you doing anything with that email list? Do you think that two week sprint turns into just focusing and doubling down, you know, then you're just sprinting on top of that? That's that's fair. I think like thinking about what you're actually gonna do with those numbers is good. Um I think a lot of like it, if your sprint is growing TikTok followers by twenty thousand. Okay, I totally get. We'll come. We'll brainstorm new content. Here's how we execute it. This person wins. They came up with the best idea, and then coming out of those two weeks, what do you do from there? Do you continue that content? I mean, maybe we'll see how it works. I think that's like the yeah. beautiful part about experimenting is like seeing what invigorates you, seeing what you think helps the success of the company, seeing what you want to take forward. But that that's the thing. It's like I don't think any of these things are necessarily what will keep our business like afloat. I just think they're good practice to make sure that everybody's like on the same page. And like, mm-hmm. we're all working towards one thing. Everyone's going to have their individual assignments. Right, it's not right. like everyone's dropping everything. And it's like, all so you want to do, do is focus on email. People lists. are now, do you think your employees would feel like they're now doing more work outside their normal scope? No, and they love, they, I think they like when I give them more work and then maybe that sounds crazy, but like I all, have time for more work. Yeah. I okay. think so. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, it would be conversations that, I have with all Right? Of like, for us, our video editors are, like, maxed out, for example. Mm-hmm. So if we went down this path, which I think would be cool to be like, all right, for the next two weeks, we're focused on the gaming channel. We're brainstorming. We're executing this content. But we still need you to get out this, this, and this. They would be like, well, now I'm just working a ridiculous amount of time yeah. over time. Well, so. I think a lot of it is, is less about putting so much more on people's plates and more about getting the creative juices flowing. Yeah. You know, it's like that one meeting on Friday, show up with ideas mm-hmm. and then we'll figure out how we need to execute afterwards. But then they got to, they have to show up with ideas, right? So Correct. that's more work on them. More sure. Hours. Showing, yeah. right. Showing up with the ideas, I think is the most difficult part, yeah. but I also think it's probably one of the more, I mean, being in the creative field, like you get fulfilled, mm-hmm. you feel energized 
being in that creative flow. So I'm like, that's a way I think we can all kind of get on the same page. And some of my favorite days that we have in here are where we're just like spitballing ideas for like yeah, an hour, yeah. two hours in a row that are things that we can build on. Like when our, our developers in here and like, we're, we're developing a, like the grid trivia on our website mm -hmm. now. And he, on Monday he came in and we went through a demo of it. I'm like, this was fun as fuck. Cause we're like picking out things that are wrong with it. Yeah. Like this is how we got to like fix this and that or whatever. We're coming up with ideas on the fly. And we're actually putting the products into motion. Mm. I'm like, this is what's going to progress our business. Doing these little things very quickly, iterating on them, getting them out next thing. Let's fucking, you know, let's get this shit done. And you like refine that process. And I think, again, I was just kind of pitching you out loud because yeah. I thought of it like very recently. And I'm like, I want to get more, I want to have more focused, creative meetings rather than just being all right what's our idea for just business in general right if we pick something that we're like excited about or that at least we are dialed in on i think the results are far superior yeah like we had a big off-site meeting mm -hmm. right in a great office I remember free free to use office very sweaty but coming out of it we listed like 12 things we wanted to do right and then we didn't really sprint on on them so that could have been possibly a takeaway from that. But the value and the brainstorm and all that was was great. All that stuff is being accomplished, but maybe not as focused because we're trying to get hats done, do the YouTube, do X, Y, and Z all at the same time. Or maybe your thesis is like, just do the hats. Like two-week sprint on the hats. I think you have your main thing. Like, okay, so you have your pillars. For us, like content is obviously always yeah. our pillar. So we have like, okay... We have our five YouTube videos. We have our 15 TikToks mm -hmm. or whatever. Boom. Like, we always know that that will be the core. We're doing that every single week, no matter what the sprint is. Yeah. On top of that, if you came out of that meeting, you're like, hats are our first priority. And you were like, by the end of the next two weeks, I want three samples in hand. I want, I guess, I mean, that, I guess, is a tough example only because you're waiting on, like, manufacturing and shit. Yeah, but if it was yeah. something else, if you were like, I don't, I don't know a good example off the top of my head, but something that was actually tangible. Like a YouTube series. Yeah, if you're like, I want to build out a YouTube series. I want someone to do, like the 10 thumbnails that we're going to need over the next yeah. 10 days. I want, you know, X, Y, Z. Oh, Casey, I want you setting up the channel, have the description, mm -hmm. have the about, have all the links set up or whatever. Everyone like working congruently towards yeah. a common goal so that when you hit that 14 day mark, you're like, let's fucking go. Like we launched this thing together. Yeah. You know, everyone's like responsible for their own piece. And I think with, and then you could do a big announcement about the launch. There you go. And you'll have a billion people watching. But then how do you execute? Because right now we launched this new YouTube series, right? And it took all those pieces and, great the first few videos but now we're sprinting on getting the hats done are we what are you well, doing i guess that's, How do you that's another weird example because like for us content is already the core like yeah. we're, you're you're building out a new piece in which the content will become a core so mm -hmm. you i mean you have to get to the point where that's the core of your business already mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like you build it out and then maybe you focus on that for another two weeks right. maybe your next sprint is like i was literally breaking down from like Discord members, mm -hmm. Discord engagement, mm -hmm. number of dynasty leagues we've created within Discord, all as different topics, all as different sprints. So I think when you break it down, just why it's like bash, it's not like let's get 8,000 people to sign up. Let's not launch the bash. It's not this. Yeah. It's like let's get 200 interested people. We get to 200. Maybe the next sprint is get to 400. Or maybe the next sprint is like get the email addresses of or get you know the names and wallets of those 200 people. It's like you break it down simply, and then over the long span, you've done everything you needed to do over a, of a big picture that mm -hmm. makes sense i mean I sprints know. are common in the developer world right. so that's kind of where I, I pulled the inspiration from honestly <laughs> yeah. chat gpt no. <laughs> okay so you think it's a terrible idea you think our, no I, you think I, we'll I, fail well i would hope you would fail because that's <laughs> the only way to learn yeah but i just want to i don't want to fail anymore oh wanna, you're over i just want to dominate did you see my my little thing on failure how I, I called cap on people who say they love to fail. 
Oh, uh, was that? Were you on another podcast? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Like, you know, we talk about failure is good as shit for you, but like, do I love? To you fail? call it gap? Okay, so like two years ago, I would have agreed with you, yeah. and I'm like, failure is like cool, whatever. Yeah. Now I disagree. I, I think until you fuck up on a very large scale, yeah. Like, I don't think you realize how valuable it is. I don't think I knew that like a couple of years ago. No, no, no. I'm saying failure is super valuable. Oh, I thought but you said you called cap on that. I called cap on people being like, I love to fail. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't say I love it, but like, I'm excited that I did fail because I know something good comes with exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. But it's not like you start something, you're like, I hope this fucking fails. Yeah, no. <laughs> and like, and like, I hear Michael Rubin or Gary V, hashtag motivated, be like, fuck it. If my business crashed, like, I would love to start from square one. Like, no, you wouldn't. Yeah. Some Something in me does feel like he probably would. <laughs> he, he is like a weird, he is a weirdo he, like that. He says it so much that it becomes more believable. Yeah, I wouldn't want to yeah. start over. Absolutely not. No, but you I would have I, the tools. You might love the grind, and you should love the journey. But like, it's it's better over here. I promise you that. Yeah, no, I I never want to fail to the point of like a disastrous failure, like a detrimental failure, yeah. or, where you're you're going back to zero. No, you just, you like testing and trying things and learning from them. But no one's, no one is like, I want to shoot 0 for 20 in this game. I fucking <laughs> that means love. I'm a, that means I'm going to make at least one the game after. Right, like I love this failure. So that's, that's all I was saying. I don't know. All right, well, I'm going to try to implement this tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. It's not even Friday. Tomorrow's you Friday. said Friday. Wait, when's tomorrow? Today's Wednesday. Even better. Then we get we get two weeks and one day to capitalize. <laughs> 15 days sprint. Well, I could tell them tomorrow, and then they need to come to the meeting yeah, on Friday. With, prepared. With 400. All right, so what's the first sprint? I'm not sure. I put up on the whiteboard Failure. 15 different topics. No, pick one. <laughs> Just pick one. It's the only way you're going to do it. My personal Instagram followers. <laughs> <laughs> make the whole company push towards it. That could be a sprint, though. I don't know. It's an interesting thought process I think, for I think creators, the, actually. I think the the rookie draft guide we released recently should be a sprint for us. Let me pull pull it back, make it less about you and more about the listeners. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, no problem. If <laughs> if you're a creator, because our big belief is like you know you got to diversify platforms to protect yourself, but my big belief is you should hammer down on one platform. I think you should only do that if you actually have the resources, the time, and the energy exactly. to diversify. So, yeah, Right. So you should only hit to start. Then you should think in sprints more often, right? You should think, how can I go, go from 1,000 to 2,000 YouTube subscribers over the next two weeks and do everything You start to, to reverse that. engineer it. Yeah, yeah. You start to learn these little tips and tricks yeah. if you force yourself to try to get there. You yeah. Know? Start and finding I, hacks and tips. and I actually think it could be good for creators, and I'm curious to see how it plays out for you. Because my, my fear is everyone's already doing a million things, and so adding stuff to their plate and executing it becomes... I just don't think it's... I don't think we're adding anything. No, I think I, we're already doing exactly what we're doing, and then all it is is like focusing on a specific thing. But it's going to take new tasks to do that. Yeah. So that's addition. We got time. That's plus side. We're always ready to eat. That's a, plate yeah. always empty. No, the I place. see Sexy's eating right now. Always and that's a problem. Your employee, I, Casey didn't you eat lunch his, yesterday. You see his metabolism? Casey the kid didn't eat, eat lunch over yesterday. and over again. Casey didn't eat lunch again. Good. He's yeah. on a sprint. That's what I'm saying. Good. And your employees are enjoying, I guess that's why you're making Fruits the Fruits of my labor, yeah. Yeah, they're eating. Sexy, no more lunch. <laughs> $100 if you don't eat lunch. That is smart. You went from You went from making your whole business about lunch to now... No lunch. Exactly. We're flipping the script. That's smart. Taxi! He's too dialed in with ChatGPT. <laughs>
Imagine you look over his shoulder one day, how to take over BDG. <laughs> and it gave him like a good response. Yeah. Wouldn't be that. It'd probably like a three-step process. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Take like a wee, uh, one sprint. He'll be, <laughs> he'll be done with it. Is that all you got on your notes? Is, is that not enough for you? Is well, that all I got? We, we still have a lot of time. Chat. We do have some q and I believe. Quiz and answer. There were two like company videos that I thought were awesome. Okay. That were funny that I thought were just like super relatable. I don't know if there are like a ton of takeaways, but it kind of just goes back to authenticity. There's this seltzer company called LFG Seltzer, like let's fucking go seltzer. And this guy is a seltzer company and it's like uh, 8% alcohol. So it's much higher than other seltzers. It's like cotton candy flavored. So it's getting a little, a little push and a little popularity. And the owner, the guy who started the company gets DMs from like guys and frats all the time. And they're like the most pretentious dms like bro we could blow you up they're just like it, these frat guys they just sound so stupid yeah. right they sound like such dicks and he'll like green screen them the dms and just like rip through these frat guys he's like i don't need your fucking help like the frat guys will be like i appreciate your grind bro i remember like starting out and it's like i'm like fucking 40 years old <laughs> like deep into a seltzer company right now he just got on and it just it was so funny and i'm like i immediately went online and ordered like a six pack of the, wow. of the seltzer I was like, I respect the shit out of this guy so much. Instantly became like one of my favorite companies, one of my favorite creators just by as soon as you rip apart customers that you know aren't yours yeah. and like you start to define who your audience and who your niche is, you become but so much frat more powerful. kids not their, their audience? Their audience in a sense, but not maybe not douchey frat guys. Mm. Maybe that's what he's saying. He's like ripping apart people who's like maybe not like fucking assholes just yeah. in general, you yeah. know? Do you, know. Did you get the seltzers yet? It, they didn't come in yet. They should be coming in actually soon. I was I wanted ah, that was actually my plan was like we could have drank them throughout mm, the episode as I brought. I don't this drink up. though, but uh, I would have drank for you. Yeah, cool, 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 so, cool. Out for delivery April fifth. That's today. Should be here fucking soon. <laughs> if they show up right now, I'll chug one. That would be fire. The other one was an ad by HBO, which was phenomenal. And you cannot share a link to an ad from TikTok, so I couldn't copy it. You didn't screen record it. Do you, nah, <laughs> just took a screenshot. It was still <laughs> image picture. Did you watch the session? No, but I, I know it. Okay, so the characters are like extremely, each character is its very own defined character. Yeah. So like, they basically, uh, the, the caption of it was like, uh, if real life was succession, picking what TV show to watch. And it, they went around the room just like arguing with each other like they do on the show of like explaining why you should watch this show. And mm -hmm. all the shows they were arguing about were other HBO shows. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was such a good play on what was happening. And it it was not like a politically correct ad whatsoever. They were like cursing at each other like they would. Mm. And the, the characters were so good in the voiceovers and the, um, and the dudes doing the, uh, mimic. No, like a comedian. Does Impersonate. Like, yeah. Like the impersonations were spot on. And I was like, this is, it was like a wildly entertaining ad and it yeah. made me want to watch like half the HBO. Really? Shows. Yeah. It was so good. It's the best ad I've seen on TikTok in a long yeah, time. Yeah. Did you get any feedback on your, uh, all state idea? I know you tweeted it, but we gotta, we gotta get more people to give us good feedback. Oh yeah. We forgot to tell people to share. Yeah. <laughs> what else is fucking new? <laughs> all right. Q and A. I'm going to start with the Q and A that was in the discord. I was just talking to Nick Rudman and he said, what are you planning for? What do you think about TikTok disappearing in a year? Like, what would you do? Are you planning for it? We've probably talked about this a little, but I'll go first very briefly. YouTube, that's like the platform. And, and TikTok is the same to me as YouTube Shorts and Instagram Reels. So I think if you're making content for TikTok, you can already kind of move it to other platforms. If you have a big following there, like I have... 100k now i don't view those followers as as very valuable at the moment but if you did you could create long-form content on youtube 
cut that up into a essentially a one minute ad. Like I gave the example of if you wanted to tell a story on like LeBron James and you did a 20 minute YouTube video, like you could pull a minute from it, not just like pull it, but like retell a story, a, an episode from that longer episode on your TikTok and move people in that direction. Well, I think in a practical world, what would happen is I think top level, you would probably say, oh, everyone's just going to move to like IG Reels or YouTube. I bet you there would be a few different sprints with other apps. There would be like, oh, this is the next TikTok. You know how many American companies would try to make the next TikTok? And like two of them would probably, I doubt any of them would have long lasting effects, but I bet you a couple of them would have really, really big explosions for a short period of time where there will be some creators that pull in millions of followers. I would almost try to shoot for those and try Mm. to get those followers over to another platform ASAP. Really? Yeah. That's an interesting approach. I would, you don't believe in that platform, but I believe that the growth will be there on some platform. I do think IG reels will go fucking crazy on it. And I think like we have the luxury of having, when I look at sexy, like he's, he's editing TikToks, but in my mind, he's our short form video editor. So I'd say like sexy, same exact thing, but everything needs to be 90 seconds or less now. Right, Every right. piece of content for the short form needs yeah, to be 90 yeah. seconds or right, less. Right. That's kind of the way I would look at it um, yeah. in terms of, I don't know, platform and growth and whatever. It's, I mean, there's nothing you could do. Do you think you could do what you're doing short form and make it long form? Not longer, because some of the videos do run like three, four, like five. Like the grid trivias and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, we could probably, we honestly can make a YouTube channel probably of that stuff, but that, you want to talk about like putting extra work on the plate, that's where it becomes, YouTube's a whole other animal with that stuff. You got to get a thumbnail. You got to yeah. like write the titles. You, yeah. you know, it, it's the, the video is, sizes are bigger. Do you think that's worth it? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's something you experiment on. Maybe that could literally be one of our sprints. Don't fucking smile at me like that. <laughs> don't be acting like you just fathered me. That's step one of taking over the, the company. <laughs> Sexy actually, actually made a side YouTube channel like months ago where yeah. he's been uploading these as full YouTubes and I didn't know about it. No, but right? Wouldn't that make sense? To- we, we've we've like talked about it before, but yeah. never that that to me feels like a very large undertaking. Yeah, where it's like that's a lot of it focus is. and a lot of it is. Yeah, I mean, if we just but named it like BDG Games or something, yeah, um, needle, maybe. I don't know. It's a whole different edit process though, too, because he edits all those in yeah. vertical. Then you have to go back and cut it up the same way in horizontal. Yeah, that's something. That's something I don't know if I want to. I don't want to say waste our time, but invest our time into it. My gut feeling would be it like, would be a huge investment. Yeah, but it could. It could work. It. I mean, yeah. The, yeah, the market is definitely telling us they like those types of games. Right. So, yeah, what was the question? TikTok? Yeah, fuck, fuck yeah. Okay. are you thinking about TikTok? We talked about I never it. Think what about else? TikTok. What else? I mean, you, you reference like four things on TikTok literally this episode. It's because if I didn't, you wouldn't. I don't, I'm not a TikTok guy anymore. Remember, I pump and dumped short form content, go long at all times, plan for the future. And if you watch 200 TikTok videos, eventually like one of them is going to resonate with you. You know, yeah. that's like where I'm at. Oh, someone, someone did come up with a good draft. Tommy wants to see us do a draft. Okay. He said dream sponsors or partnerships. I think we save that for next week. Okay. I was just thinking if I had any. You would. I would think about what you do everyday life. Yeah. That would be good. You should honestly get a fucking, uh, you should take the Brooklyn in sponsorship <laughs> and throw it underneath Hallie <laughs> every time she sleeps. Like that would be a great collab. That would be funny. Yeah. Is that still are you guys still negotiating from five months ago we've been going up like a dollar each day yeah. <laughs> or like 842 bucks <laughs> if the best method to get started in making content about a hobby you are passionate about is to teach should you also mix in videos about everyday things in the hobby or things closely related to help push out content or is that on the line of pushing quantity over quality quantity can be high 
With quality. I'm trying to understand what she means. She mean like if her hobby is gardening, mm. like five types of soils, you know, that you don't want to use if you're a mm. beginner gardener or whatever. But then like the next video would be like a day in the life of a gardener. I don't think she's asking about vlog style content. I think she's asking, should you focus on timely stuff? And the answer to that would be yes. So I'll give an example. A reacts channel, we're filming one video a week, long form video reacting to stuff. Now we're going to try and time it up with relevant stuff. So our next one's going to be NBA playoffs. Our last one was March Madness. So I do think there's value to timing stuff up around timely stuff. But I wonder if it does sacrifice quality. I was thinking almost, okay, I don't know. This is a weird example just because yeah. I was going off gardening. So say you have a gardening channel and mm-hmm. you've just been teaching people for three months. Yep. And then something <clears throat> that's really culturally relevant yep. happened. Let's say there was a massive forest fire in California, yeah. right? You made a video being like, why a forest fire is so detrimental to yeah. California or whatever it is. And you go about it from like talking about soil or mm-hmm. this or that. I think it may, maybe that's a bad example because I don't. No, it's th- a I don't perfect th- example. Would it's, your audience be interested in that? Yes. Mm. If you're if if they're interested in if they're interested in gardening, yes. Yeah, but it doesn't help them. Doesn't improve their lives at all. Wait, why not? If 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 you can tie it together, it's almost like you went to a documentary style. Of no, no, no. It, you can't completely change everything, but fantasy content is essentially timely. Yeah. If I, if I, yeah, if like breaking NFL news happened. Right. You react. You can't do it in a non-quality way, but that's your value add. If you're teaching people the right types of soil to use when you're gardening and if forest fire is relevant and that impacts the soil. I love that example. Then you're, then you can use it because this is what we believe in is that this, these ideas apply to literally everything and everyone in some form or fashion. So yeah, it should work for gardening. If there's a, if you are a hiking person and there's a guy stuck in a fucking thing for 72 hours. Six things this motherfucker could have done to not get stuck. Exactly. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I I would go back to what you said though, but don't don't do it for the sake of quantity. If you can do it in a form of quality, which usually comes from you actually being super interested in the subject, then for sure do it. Which creators inspire you the most currently? Like, is there a certain person who most influences either your fantasy football research or different things that you do with content? Besides yourself, of course. Also, was there someone you aspired to be when you were first getting in the game? Did you? Did you want to be like uh, anybody? No, I I don't think that I ever really had someone. I was like, holy shit, I want to be like them when I'm older. And I don't know if there's anyone today that I'm like, holy shit, I want to be like Mr. Beast. But there's absolutely people that I look at that I'm like, they're killing it. What can I follow from what they're doing? So, like, Snapback Sports started because of Omar Raja. He he showed me that you could do something like this on Instagram. And then I watch his path carefully because I like to see the opportunities and options that he went down, right? Like, he took a job at SportsCenter instead of continuing to build House of Highlights. I didn't take that path yet. Maybe, maybe we do sell in the future. I don't know, but... I definitely watch a lot of what he did. Gary Vee, I listen to a lot of, of his stuff. I listen to Mr. Beast, um, and I watch his stuff, but I'm definitely not like I want to be like Mr. Beast when I'm older, but I probably do want to achieve or accomplish stuff like that. I think it's probably common. Like, I don't know if, 
if you're growing up playing basketball, you, I, I think a lot of I think a lot of people want to be the next somebody. Do they? I, I think so. I don't. Yeah. I don't really relate to it either, but yeah. I do think a lot of people do. But then I think when they get there, they're like, "I took inspiration from this person, but I want to be me." Like no one really wants to live someone else's life. No, not someone maybe else's they life. Do. But maybe I, they do. I don't know. I feel like yeah, maybe it's yeah. You're right. It's definitely an inspiration. It's definitely inspirational. When I got started, it was definitely. I think I've talked about this before, but it, it was these like fitness vloggers that yeah. I followed. It was the Christian Guzman, Max Tuning, people in that atmosphere. That I was like, man, this is really cool. Like they were teaching me as I was like first getting into like working out and shit, very educational things. And then they started doing a lot more lifestyle content. And I was like, man, this is so cool that they're just like documenting everything that's going on. And I took a lot of inspiration from right. that, even though I was never going to be like a fitness YouTuber. Definitely fucking could have been yeah, if I wanted yeah. to. But I, you know, bad news for you fantasy <laughs> football motherfuckers that chose that path. I mean, I get a lot of messages. I want to do what you do when you're older or when I'm older. But no one wants to be cringe, cringe settlement. Jack, and, can you? adopt yeah. me I yeah i want to be you exactly yeah so like definitely take aspiration from there i think the people that i find aspirational now like some of my favorite creators very random industries and stuff like i'm, I'm going through my youtube description like colin and samir I'm colin sure and samir are awesome them. this dude no life shack you ever heard of no life shack no he does reviews of like music when new okay. music drops or whatever yeah he's hilarious i resonate with people that i think are just themselves like yeah. completely themselves like you watch their video and you knew if you walked into the room it's exactly the same way they would act. Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't get that energy often from people that I'm like, yeah, you're not the way you're like presenting this video is not how I feel like yeah. you are in real life. And I'm like, I, I, I don't take a lot of inspiration from that. Like I respect the work that they're putting into a lot of their stuff, but him, uh, there's another like actual like fitness YouTuber. I don't watch a ton of his videos, but he's, his name's Mo Samuels. If you haven't seen him, go check him out. I love Noel Miller. You know, Noel Miller. He's like kind of like a comedian, him and, um, I can't remember his his, part, his partner's like really really big time on social. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Like Drewski, I love Drewski. Like Drewski's cool too. But I appreciate Drewski, and I I would want a lot of what Drewski achieved for a different reason than ninety nine point nine percent of people. Right, but there's a lot of like young black kids that would probably be like, I want to be Drewski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I, I mean? I'm just saying where I find inspiration in Drew, like why I'm rooting for Drewski is because. It's incredible, like where he's come from and what he's doing and how he's doing it. And so, so what? Yeah, so what? Let's try to narrow that down. What personality traits for me? Like, I, like I said, authenticity is it. Like, if, if I feel like you're able to express yourself and you're giving a lot of value while also just like being who you are and showing yeah, up, right, what so, personality traits do you find commonalities between the guys that do inspire you? Yeah, I've never thought about it until now, but it's very clear. It's people disrupting an industry, and it's disrupting an industry that thinks that they had to be one way. And it's my belief that in sports, Luka Doncic is going to be the starting point guard on the team. It doesn't matter if he's 23, but the marketing guy in the Mavs front office or for the Mavs is not going to be 23 99% of the time. Even Wait, say that. Luka, it does it doesn't matter how old he is, it doesn't matter where he's from, it doesn't matter anything. He's the best basketball player, so he's going to play. But the best marketer in the Mavs marketing department is normally going to be the oldest person, the person with most experience. Okay. Now, the person with most experience might be the best marketer. But in sports, it's so backwards because the stuff we watch on the field doesn't always match how they go about in the business world. So in a similar fashion, you would have people would have told Pat McAfee, you need to go this route. You need to be a broadcaster. You need to go through the ranks. You need to work shitty college football games. And he said, fuck it, no. 
I'm doing it this way. Same thing with Drewski. The way to get into comedy was always you got to grind in L.A. and and do these shows till three in the morning. He said, "No, I'm doing it this way." Yeah, no, I I think I think that's cool. I think I definitely resonate with that a little bit. I think that's I think that's how the world changes. It's just people being like, "This is the way I see it in my head," yeah. and most people won't understand it because they don't see it right. Like yeah. it's your responsibility if you see something a certain way. I think most people try to add on to certain things. And it's cool to take inspiration and add on to something that's already successful. But it's cooler to do something completely from scratch and be like, this is the new way of things happening. Yeah. You know, and I think about that's that's how like companies happen, man. It's it, it's like how do we how do you disrupt an entire industry? It's like rethink things. Like mm-hmm. try to wipe out everything you've learned about that industry and how would the most effective service product or avenue for this thing work if everything started from zero if this industry didn't exist and we had to start the product from right now that's a good way to look at it because that will end up being what's the right thing in like 10 years from now someone from mojo they were in the office before and they're like one of my friends started this ice cream truck company and they're like they're rethinking how like ice cream trucks work they're like we're using these really really sleek vans we're using like really hip young good looking people mm-hmm. and like they're up to like 10 vans down yeah. the Jersey shore or whatever. Now they're modernizing the game and they're changing the way that people think about ice cream trucks. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, that's how industries gets pushed forward. It's not saying like, Oh, our ice cream truck's going to have the most available options or it's going to be cheaper. You know what I mean? It, it's something completely different. And that's the way you should look at yourself as a creator as well. I got to get on. Get fired. Love you. Bye. <laughs>